So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 Mixologist. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni, okay? I am very excited today. I am going to get into the first episode of Potomac. I'm so excited to do this with y'all. All right, Melody's over, I promise. No more. Okay. I'm going to do Potomac and I'm going to do Beverly Hills. I am watching all of them late because I have so much going on. I am moving. I am shaking. I am trying to do stuff. I'm in school. Things are happening. So I definitely am not going to be able to get to New York this week. And I'm very sorry about that. I will get to New York. It will be added in in stereo. So two episodes at one time. I will be talking about New York on my next episode as I cover both their first day in Mexico and I'll do the second part of them being in Mexico as well and get into that um, wonderful conversation of how Ramona should not be allowed to talk about anyone's mental health. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah. Don't have the energy for that right this second. So I will be tabling that. But we'll be getting into some Beverly Hills, you know, in Rome. 
little, little snoozy, but did, did a good job. It was fine. And then I will be getting into um, Potomac. And I will also be talking about, be talking about my wonderful experience with um, Bravo, where I got to uh, screen the first couple episodes of Potomac and then do a lovely little Q&A virtual premiere party with the cast of Potomac. And it was a perfect way to get me more excited because I was already thrilled. So get me excited and get other people ex- get other people excited through me and other people who were there. So um, we'll talk about that. And then I will be doing a recap with Stephanie uh, from the Mocha Minutes podcast. Um, we will be talking the Shaws of Sunset reunion. It is about time. I give it some energy. It was quite a reunion. It actually wasn't boring, so I'm okay with it. And I think it's very important that we talk about it. So um, stay tuned for that. That'll be after the Housewives recap and dissection. Um, So, yeah, let's jump into Beverly Hills. All right, so starting with Beverly Hills. Good episode. It It was cute. It was cute. No shade, just like Miss Monique to Karen's house. LOL. We'll get to that. Um, but it was cute. I definitely, definitely did not want to be fully on Denise's side. And I still don't even know if I am. So we'll we'll save it for when we get to that explicitly. But didn't want to get fully on Denise's side, but there are some things that I think are acting very, that are happening very clearly to me. So I will, will, will discuss, but, um, Kyle and, oh, that's my dryer. Sorry about that. Um, we, we just moved and there are new fancy appliances that make really weird sounds and I don't understand why or how they work. Um, can't get them to shut off. <laughs> it's just some really fancy things that are happening there. Um, so Kyle, I'm a, we're going to get to Kyle in a second. The ladies are in Rome. We traveled. We are in a different place and that is fine. That is acceptable. We like that. I feel in this place of COVID where I am now so overly conscious of people touching and talking to each other, but I also can't really travel like that. Rome felt a little underwhelming, and I can't really tell you why. It I don't know what it is. It just feels like they're really aiming for this uppity vibe. I don't know. It's it, But I guess that's the point. That's Beverly Hills, right? But at first it was France, and I don't remember what part of France they went to, but I remember it was something so different. And wait a minute, they went to Europe twice in a row, two years in a row. I don't know. I don't remember, but I am only getting Rome vibes and then like Bahamar. That's all I remember of Beverly Hills trips. So it feels like we're doing pretentious things and that's fine. It's what we watch for. The hotel was gorgeous. Lisa Rinna's terrace was insanity. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. I would spend all my time outside. You would literally have to find me outside every time that you would come to my room. Um, when Kyle asked Teddy if 
she was working out and Teddy's response was yes, of course, or something. And I rolled my eyes. But let me tell you when I rolled my eyes harder. I rolled my eyes harder when Kyle said they brought up all these croissants and I actually ate two. Like I treated myself to two and I was like, two, two, that's it. Okay. As if she like really, she was like annoyed that Teddy was working out and she was like, oh my God, I hate you. I'm basically just, I'm eating all of the things. I'm eating two croissants. I'm like, girl too, I would have ate the whole basket and felt nothing of it. I'm on vacation. It's fine. Um, I appreciate a glam moment. A lot of people brought glam. Really enjoy that. um, Dorit definitely brought glam. Her hairstyle, I will um, not comment on. But I do find it hilarious that she decided to go to Kyle when it was time to pick outfits, right? And she's like, I am wearing just something cash, a white shirt, black pants. Girl, you came down in an entire couture prison suit, okay? Like prison, but make it fashion, make it couture, make it Chanel, um, and I know Sutton was like, how do I get this into my boutique? And Dorit was, came down and really wanted us to harp on it. Like, she wanted her props. She was like, call me Coco, ladies. Call me, call me Coco. And like sprinkled her fingers. And she said, call me Coco. And I'm like, you better go ahead and fish for those compliments, Dorit. I'm here for that. Um, I'm jumping all over the place. And that's because there's no real outline because I'm talking. It's just me. It's no one else right now. I loved how shocked Teddy looked when Garcelle and uh, what's the girl's name? Denise shows up to their drinks at this wonderful little, you know, bar where they were definitely being shaded by the staff with the little flags, but they showed up for drinks. And I felt really great about that. I think that it felt like an authentic conversation between all the ladies. Once the other girls came, because at first it was like Lisa Rinna was like prompting them to be fun. Like, let's play a game. Rinna and these games, stop with the games. Okay. They played a game at the dinner party. They're playing a game now. No more games. Just talk, talk to your friends. If you can't talk to your friends like regularly and have unprompted fun conversation maybe you should get new friends I don't know um or get a new cast (laughs) but they felt it felt really authentic when Garcelle sat down and they were like oh my god the Garcelle literally is a girl's girl okay she goes oh my god so I have one Michael and I have chocolate Michael and then it's Thanksgiving and I don't know who to bring and who I should invite because what if one doesn't like the other and I was like this is what I'm talking about this is just true girlfriend talk you know I love how all the ladies ordered something that was not explicitly European um they just got some stuff and uh, some drinks that they would drink at home Carl and these margaritas Uh, the vibe between Kyle and Dorit is a little wild Kyle Kyle is a hating ass bitch like for real I said it on my Instagram stories it's very true I stand by it she absolutely is you're allowed to love her sure I don't even know if I hate her at least not yet but we're on our way I think but she's such a hater I mean she's upset that Dorit is speaking Italian in Italy like let like let that sink in like she's like oh order me book my meatballs and book at the bad I'm like you don't need to make fun of Dorit just because she's 
uh, ordering in Italian. That's the point. It's like if you can go to a language, go to a place, and you know some of the language, you kind of want to show that off a little bit. Also, want to make people feel like, hey, I'm here. I'm also not trying to be like annoying. I know something. I at least can say hello. Like we all do that, right? We all try to find something we can kind of translate and speak to someone. You know, with it's polite. It's cool. It's it's, it's the fun part of traveling is learning new stuff about a new place. And Dorit just so happens to be in a place that she knows really well because she has already learned the language and lived there. So is there really any problem? No. And the fun thing is Kyle thinks she's being shady and thinks she's being funny and like that it's a read and it's, it's it could not be more off. It None of that is happening at all. Um, Dorit asked Kyle to take pictures of her and Kyle shades that entire thing and not well, but she shades it because she's hating, but... They were good pictures, so Dorit still wins, and I'm happy for Dorit. Kyle wins and ordered the most amount, or bought the most amount of clothes, but probably will have to hide the credit card bill from her spouse. Um, I think, Kyle, there's something <laughs> that she's deflecting with. There's some kind of hateration happening that needs to be addressed, and that's for the reunion. Um, I do think that it will be addressed. I think she's just so in awe and in shock that no one is bowing to her. And one of my amazing mixologists, I wish I had gotten your permission to use your name before, said Kyle has beta energy, but thinks she's an alpha. Like she literally thinks that she's an alpha. Like she thinks that she assumed, I guess, an LVP role. And that's the role that she put LVP in, in her mind. But that doesn't mean that she readily assumes that title. It kind of feels like Dorit thinks that she should have assumed that title. And to be fair, count that as one time. We're going to do max three to be fair. I don't think Dorit is that far off base to have assumed that role. I think she has big shoes to fill. I don't think she was. she is there yet. But with the fashions and her way of kind of wrangling the group and what we saw at the dinner, you know, with Denise, but then also how she can stand up to anyone and even will stand up to Kyle. And next week we see that she, or this week when this comes out, but this next episode, we'll see that she has a sit down with Kyle. I think Dorit could be the the lead. And I think because Kyle thinks this whole show is built around her or because of her or whatever she thinks, it feels that she is just so disappointed people don't see her for who she is and that's the top um yeah I don't care so I like the girls coming to meet the other ones for drinks it was not that big of a deal they're going to want to film they're on a show and production probably was like hey they're still out at drinks you're gonna go film so for them to be like oh look who's here oh my gosh and Teddy looks like she saw a freaking ghost because how do I stay in the same place as Denise when I have this information on her and the information is (gasps) she doesn't like me (laughs) it's like Teddy's never been told she's not likable in her whole life that doesn't if Teddy has had his personality for longer than five years I highly doubt this is the first time someone's ever told her that she is um, living in her dad's shadow or not likable or boring. I don't even believe Denise really said any of these things, to be honest. I think that Brandy needed a precedence and needed to come in and say, hey, so 
she also did all these things, but really why I'm here and why production brought me here and why you guys told me to come and now we're filming this after Rome is because you think I am, or because Teddy has, or Denise has said all these things about all of you. And this is really annoying because they kind of had to make up stuff. And how I know this to be, to be a thing is because we know now through all of you amazing Instagram sleuths and social media sleuths, Brandy's filmed scene with Kyle and Teddy and Kim happened after Rome. So they just needed Brandy to say things and corroborate what they already said in Rome and what they already addressed in Rome. But we did not get them filming the scene where they get this information until allegedly after it was already aired or already uh, filmed in Rome. So it, it's obvious that they really just, Teddy just needed a reason and a way to bring up Denise's possible and alleged affair with Brandy, which is, affair is a very loose term here. What I really believe happened, I believe production and the cast, they knew this rumor. They needed to be able to bring up this rumor. They needed a reason to do it. The reason had to be something like Teddy or someone was, Denise didn't like them or said something about them. And I've already said, you know, Sutton was supposed to be full-time and the, the husband, her ex-husband would not let her film. I believe Teddy was a friend of. I believe they did not make Teddy a full-time housewife until they really started to realize that Sutton's ex-husband was not going to film, let, let her film as a full-time housewife, which means including the kids and the household and stuff, which means Sutton did all his confessionals, and of course they're going to keep them, but we don't get a lot of Teddy confessionals until they switch to COVID confessional taping, because I don't think they had any, because Friends of don't really get that many. So it makes sense that we didn't have a lot of Teddy confessionals, and I think they needed a reason for Teddy as a full-time housewife, if she's going to be a full-time housewife, or even as a friend of, to actually engage with the group and with the drama. Otherwise, she's simply just there. And that wouldn't even work as a friend of, let alone as a full-time housewife. So in recap, I think that I feel that because they realized that Sutton either did fall through by that point or was going to fall through, or they needed to actually find a way to engage a friend of on a trip, and Teddy is on the trip, they needed her to be the deliverer of this threesome or affair rumor of Brandy and Denise. And that only can happen if she gets in, you know, gets in dirty, but she had no real beef with Denise other than, oh, I don't know. You are in your father's shadow. Okay, girl. So like, this is um, the epitome of someone's, another mixologist, y'all are the best. This is why I really wanted y'all to have a Facebook group or why we need to have a Facebook group because y'all say things that are absolutely on point and I can't share with everyone without permission. So I wish y'all would share with each other so that like I can share and partake in like the, oh my God, y'all, guess what? And we could all have like that little mixer together. But someone said, this is basically Tanya and the cookie lady. Tanya has a little piece of shade a little piece of, you know, a little tea, and that's Kenya wore a wig. Miss, this is on my hair, luxurious hair, blah, blah, blah. Kenya is upset and hurt by this offense uh, that she might wear weaves or wigs, uh, which is something very customary that a lot of women do, <laughs> period. Like, 
yes, black women, but also women wear pieces and extra hair. It's not a big deal, even if they have hair. Um, King is offended. Kenya responds with, you know what? That hurt my feelings that you said I wore a wig. Here's the woman that allegedly your man is pushing up on. Yup. And I'm like, um, way to not understand how this fight was going. The, the quality is too much. It's overkill. You know, it felt very much so like bringing, uh, I don't know what, it was. An assault rifle to a, 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 a rock, paper, scissors match, okay? A, a thumb war. That's what it felt like. It's too much. And this is the same thing to say you said that a brain says all these things about you, including my dad. I live in his shadow. You don't even like Erica and Rena? Well, you know what else she said? But you had an affair with her. Boom, slept together, and you groomed her. Boom, how about that? No, girl, too much. Dollar back, dollar back. No, hold up. And the way they were acting, I don't want to torture you. And I'm just going to tell you, like, you need to tell her, oh, my God. Garcelle was the only person at the table who was shocked, and I was shocked with Garcelle. Do I believe Denise did something? Sure, absolutely. Do I believe she chose the wrong bitch to do it with? absolutely you don't ever do anything with brandy because it's going to come back and it's going to come back tenfold brandy's lying about something something's being over exaggerated but i do believe that if it was anything more than even just kissing i don't think denise wants Aaron to find out and i do think that's true and even if it's not airing there's clearly something going on with custody and then the course that they're all talking about or that they all know about because Teddy even referenced it. She said, I know you have a lot going on. And then I'm like, so if you know she has a lot going on, why are you talking about this? Why are you bringing this up? Why are you doing this on camera? Because Denise did ask. She said, you know, not on camera. And I get it. I would be annoyed, too, if I was filming a show and then they made me talk about everything uh, or they made everyone else talk about everything. But Denise somehow gets, you know, a, a hard you know, pass. She has to say no to stuff and bravo, bravo, bravo it. But can I just say, we did not get a lick of anyone else's legal drama, but somehow Denise's sex life is up for grabs. Can can we just, can we just, we are treating Denise as if she committed a, a felony, like a capital crime, okay? She, all she did was at most, and if true, sleep with a friend okay she's a married woman the friend thought they had an understanding at most Denise lied that's between Denise that man and that woman and that person that friend not these women and if we're going to say that it's you know it's your life you have to you have to let it all hang out this is not a public part of her life though like we did not know about this so if Denise wants to share it with us and she did the happy endings and the other stuff and that's fine if she ever gets around to it but that's to me it's like okay this was never a Teddy's story to tell this was hardly even Brandy's but it's really just Brandy and Denise's you know business Brandy's not on the show and this is what I talked about with Sasha Brandy's not on the show so who cares like I would never have known about this or cared about this and I still don't really care about this because Brandy is not someone that I'm currently actively invested with on the show Denise, however, I am. So I would like to know more about what she's going through with Charlie, but I understand right now she cannot. But to say 
well, you can't do that, honey. You can't keep calling Bravo, Bravo, Bravo and cutting air because of what you don't like the conversation, where it's going. She did say she didn't want to have it on camera because you're talking about something that has to do with her life and obviously it's going to trigger her. I don't think it's a big deal, but Denise clearly does. And But everybody else, we, we didn't get anything of what happened with Dere in the lawsuit when they were on that beach and the lady chased them down the beach and was like, you owe me this money or whatever with Dere. We didn't get anything. <laughs> we still haven't gotten anything about the death smoke, the death with Pop Smoke on camera um, that happened with Teddy and them. I mean, maybe the season's not over, so we don't know. Maybe they'll bring it up for a reunion, but that hasn't happened, and it happened in her husband's uh, rental property with his security agency there, and you know, or with his security company securing the home at least like an acknowledgement like it's been hard on us or something and then right when she gave birth I get it we're not at the birthplace yet so but we're not probably going to get that ever like let's be honest Kyle and her husband are you are you kidding there's like a million different pick a lawsuit like pick a problem in court with dealing with the houses and the defrauding and all these things Erica has you know her husband has legal troubles all of that seems to be off limits. Harry Hamlin films like once a year, but somehow Denise can't call Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. Why? Because she makes more money than all of y'all? And you feel like if she's making the most, she should be exposing the most? That's not really how that works. It just feels like it's some kind of a double standard. Because I normally would be like, Denise, yeah, you need to share it all. I mean, it's one of the main reasons I love Potomac, because they're giving us everything up front. But come on, come on if all these women all last season didn't get to share a thing and that's the reason we had lucy lucy apple juicy or whatever was because they didn't want to share anything about their real lives that one year denise is like actually i need to tone it down so i can make sure my kids are safe i keep my kids and there's nothing that's going to disrupt their lives because this is all going to be used against me or whatever (laughs) then come on that is understandable and it seems like they know more about it than we do and it just I don't know. It just feels like it's a little overkill. Like it just feels like this is not that this is not that big of a deal for simply you take that my dad. I live in his shadow. Also, girl, bullshit. That's not what you're mad at. You just really want to bring her down a notch. You want to knock her down a peg. You don't like the fact that she gets to call Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. But that's you know allegedly what she does often, as Dorit made it seem by telling her you can't keep doing that, honey. Well, she did it, and we're still seeing it. And you know. Again, I didn't want to be on Denise's side because I do feel like she is hiding something. I do feel like she did do something with Brandy. I don't think it was whatever Brandy's alleging, which I don't really know what it is. We haven't even gotten a straight, straight answer. But I do think that there is something Denise doesn't want out. And she is trying to use the show to control her image. But aren't they all? I mean, boo could a fucking depot. Hello. And I like to read. I do this season, especially. But they're all trying to change their image. The producers asked them if they were scam artists. Hello. They barely talked about their lawsuit. They waited until the very end when it was over and they could say, oh, it's over, hallelujah. But girl, we need to talk about it because we watched you build Beverly Beach or whatever. And if people are, you know, suing you or your husband or whatever for anything, we want to know what's going on since this is your real life and you signed up to be on a reality show. And that is what we talk about. But, you know, all of a sudden, Denise doesn't get that same leverage if she used it too many times or whatever already. And Kyle's like, if I have to talk about my goddamn house, you all have to talk about your houses. Except for my friends in the Fox 5 
Fab Five or whatever. They don't have to talk about it, but everyone else does. So I don't know. It just feels like they're gonna make, they're gonna make me pick Denise's side by the end of the reunion, um, and I didn't really want to because I do believe you should talk about what's important. But again, Brandy's not on the show, so I'm not invested in what happened between her and a friend unless Denise wants to bring it up, and then we can go ahead and be shady about it. Um, otherwise, it just feels like Beverly Hills has a lot. Of, normally, yes, share it all, but Beverly Hills has a lot of nerve because they all got to keep all of their losses private, and that's just that's sad on that. So, let us move on to Potomac. Also, can I just say, Sutton, the dress, no, the performance, yes, great outfit choices for some. Um, Kyle dresses like she's going to a parent teacher conference every freaking week in, in Vegas or something. I don't know. Like on the strip. Like no shade of Vegas, but like on the strip. So these like sequence, you know, I don't know what she's doing, but um it was an okay episode. I'm excited to see the next one. I wasn't bored. So that helps. Um and now on to Potomac episode one. I loved it. I I found it riveting. I was excited. I got to see it early I got to talk to uh, the cast um well they talked I listened and awed and stared and gawked but they're amazing they're beautiful people and they're so funny and um it was the entire cast except for Candace and Karen um including the new Dr. Wendy who can read a book and read you down honey and I find that to be great. There's already some social media riffs and tips happening. They're so good. They're already hilarious between Monique and Giselle calling Monique's husband big boy. And she called her Giselle's ex-husband, current boyfriend, um, Pastor Holy Whore, I think. Um, and that really sent me. Like, that was amazing. And Dr. Wendy is talking about Miss Karen not being impressed with her, she said, in episode one. It is, it was a really, really, really good episode. I thought that it started off um, strong. It was, it's a premiere, so it's not, like, deep into the drama already, but we got a little bit of a taste on what is to come. And then we run, we just go straight into each individual women's lives and their scenes and they're good scenes. They give you what is going on in their real life. And this is what we love. I talk about it on um, Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. You can listen to that relatively soon. Um, I talk about how these women feel refreshing because we don't know anything about them yet. There's no room for us to be disappointed yet. They have not reached a higher level yet. So what we're seeing is them constantly meeting their potential, and then going beyond it. And we haven't had that with a Housewife franchise in a long time because we know so many of them and what they're capable of. So if they don't ever perform at that level or they do it redundantly, we're not excited about it. With Potomac, we are just now experiencing this in their potential for the first time. As they figure out what they're capable of on the show, we see it. So it feels really refreshing and new. We don't know these families, these women, their lives, any of that. There's constant dynamics that are changing for them. I loved going into each individual home and finding out what they're dealing with. That was such a great thing to do for a first episode. Set up a, a lot of the foundation for the storylines 
I appreciated it. I loved hearing from Giselle's girls, smart, beautiful young women who were like, listen, Ma, you just went ahead and flipped the script. All of our lives, it's been Mommy, then Daddy, then Mommy, then Daddy. And now you talking about some Mommy, Daddy, and then maybe us? Girl, back up. And I get it, you know, Giselle's like, you know, I'm the mom, it's my life, I have to be happy. But then she also kind of explained to us that she's happy because Erica Lyle's husband um, said that if he loves your daughters and you can forgive them, why aren't you with them? Um, I can think of a few reasons. To me, that bar was low, especially if you're going to say that a lot of it is because no one else is going to love your kids other than their dad. Well, maybe not as much as their dad, but someone can definitely love your kids really, really well, especially if they grow to love them because they love you. There are step parents all across the world that are like, uh, I do love my stepkids very much. <laughs> what? Like, that doesn't mean anything. It, it, that's not the only reason to get back with somebody. So I need her to give me a little bit more into why she's back with him because then to say, that that's a, a major reason because no one else is going to love your kids like their father. Well, one, duh, he, I would hope so. He helped make those things. Um, those things being the children, the small humans, the young humans, I should say. Beautiful young children. Um, or young women. Oh, God. I'm just, all the words are bad today. He may, he helped make these women, these young women. So obviously he should love them a great deal. Um, I'd hope so. However, then to say that that is the reason, well, that you're going to, like, shut them down when they're obviously not even comfortable with y'all dating um, for a lot of reasons. It could be new. It could be something that we haven't seen yet. Um, but it could be like, well, I'm going to do what I want because I'm the adult. Yes, you are. But then wasn't the reason because he loved them the most, but they already feel like they're excluded and a little, you know, abandoned by their own parents in front of them so that that, that was funny to me because it was like oh that's a catch-22 that's such a I think my mom would have done to be like well I'm gonna do what I want you be quiet you're the child which is fine I was quiet I'm the child but now I get to be vocal because I have a podcast so mm -hmm. I love seeing that I love seeing Robin call Juan to the fire and be like hey bruh where is my ring and my wedding okay and that's important that we see what she wants now and what he's willing to work towards so we can hold him accountable. We do know in real time what happens and what was leaked, but I'm excited to see it all play out. Candace and Chris somehow have a party where they want five, you know, they only want to spend $5,000. The lady quotes them 22 and somehow we're still at that party place. I don't really know how that works. Also, they're tripping over at the wharf because I know where that is and I know what it used to be there. And Girl, 22000 on a Friday night. Okay, calm down. <laughs> calm down, because you have to go through a lot of traffic to get there. But And also, no. Um, it was a cute party, but it's just funny, because we were going from, we really wanted to spend 5000 and they were like, well, it's 22 And they were like, okay, she'll work with us. Girl, what, oh, I'm not good with math, okay? Listen, I teach the children, and the children teach me. But literally $17,000 is not working with. That is not flexibility. That is outright, you got lucky. And either they agreed to let you do it because you're filming or you had more money and that's the number that you were just saying that sound frugal. But also a one-year anniversary party for 22 grand, you're bugging. 
for five grand, you're kind of bugging. I mean, it seems to be a lot, but you know, to each his own. And as I rewatch these shows, to see them, you know, be a little lavish and they have a little drama. And the drama does come. And Denim and Diamonds is a, it's a cute thing. I don't think I like it for me, not my taste. But I thought it was done well by a majority of the guests, including Candace herself. So I thought it looked great. Um, I just don't know how we went from 5000 to twenty two. That's a $17,000 flexibility that I did not hear that woman say. Um, but... <laughs> leave it to Bravo, leave it to Candace, leave it to all of the housewives to figure it out. But I love how she tells her husband, she she said she'll work with us. I'm like, did they cut that part out? Because I didn't hear that at all. But um, I loved Monique's opening, you know, being the opening scene and the baby, new Chase, new baby Chase is adorable. I mean, it's, he's frankly one of the cutest babies I've ever seen in my life. So shout out to the, the Samuels family. And loved this idea of Karen slamming a door in Monique's face just because of a bird. Don't love the bird. Birds have never really been it for me. But it's hilarious that it's just on a leash at Karen's door and Karen's first initial reaction is to close it. The door is closed and literally Karen closed it and slammed it in her face. And that was an instant iconic moment for me. It was really great. And she was like, I can put him in a cage. And Karen's like, yes, cage, please. Um, Really love that Karen is in a new home. I would like to break down these homes in value right now, okay? Monique still has the probably most valuable home. Um, Karen was probably living in a more valuable home in Great Falls, though it was further away. It was, and it was, it usually is cheaper where she was. It's a, it's a very nice home in a very amazing neighborhood in Virginia. And now her being back in Potomac, it's more so she, what she can afford. And it's for her, you know, <laughs> her ability to sleep at night and say that she is, you know, back in Potomac as the grand dom, obviously. I get it. I, I am about to move to Georgia from the Maryland area, the D.C. area. I'm now in Baltimore for my mom. Um, for quarantine and I'm about to go back to my life and back to my house in Georgia for a limited time and I cannot wait to come back to Maryland so I get it Karen when you are from somewhere sometimes you just want to be like okay I did that I went it was cute for a time being and now I'm back and Monique calling Karen's house cute for her and Ray and insisting there was no shade oh there was nothing but shit and it was hilarious she goes I thought it was cute you know for Karen and Ray I thought it was cute there's no shade in that. I'm like, bro, if you have to tell me, there's shade. Um, Karen's home, I would say it could be the, most, the second most expensive or uh, highest in value. Um, Giselle, <laughs> I feel bad because Candace, you know, and Giselle sit down and they have a conversation about later to come. We'll talk about that next episode. But Candace said on Twitter, uh, that Giselle's house was like a million dollar knockdown or tear down or something. And essentially it was. Giselle's home was over $990,000. It was, I think, like a thousand dollars shy of a million. And that's simply because of where, where where she is. She's not in Potomac, but the adjacent neighborhoods of Rockville and Bethesda in Maryland are equally expensive. It's not nearly the same kind of price tag um, and the same kind of... Uh, targeted like eyes on them attitude there's not a lot of zoom and attention on 
Rockville and Potomac, uh, Rockville and Bethesda, they're more sleepier wealth, quieted wealth. Uh, but you drive through those streets, honey, they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, but her house is definitely, uh, it was a, a tear down or a gut, a gut job for a million dollars. And that's just how much it costs to buy a gut in that area because the school systems are so great and the other houses are so much more than that, um, at least for that size. So she wanted to be able to build it to what she, what she liked and got one of the cheaper houses in a great neighborhood, just like what fixed her up for what Chip and Joanna told us to do by the worst house, best neighborhood. That's what Giselle did. Her ta- her taste is tacky. It's tacky, not tacky chic. It's just bad. It's not good taste. But I love everything else about Giselle. So I'm hopeful that her taste will one day improve. But the car, it's a no. That little Gucci Fiat thing, the, the taste is just, it's it's bad. She dresses like, someone made the comparison to the Bad Girls Club Clubhouse. I think Dollhouse, I think someone also said I Dream of Jeannie. Shout out to that. Mixologist who gave me that idea. It's an I Dream of Jeannie, the inside of the lamp. Um, it is Barbie Dreamhouse meets uh, a yard sale at a art gallery of an artist who decides to go back into finance. Okay. So the couches and everything, it's just not cute. The, the, the taste is awful. And I am disappointed that's what we decided to do with our million dollar teardown. I, I, I don't know. It just feels so not good and sad. But Giselle has never had the best taste for me, even in clothes and cars and men. Um, yeah, friendly reminder, apparently y'all didn't know that Mr. Chocolate allegedly is, from from Housewives of Atlanta, Mr. Chocolate, like Phaedra's Mr. Chocolate, is allegedly Jamal Bryant, um, Giselle Bryant's ex-husband, current boyfriend, Pastor Jamal, Pastor Holy Whore, as Monique would call him. Um, there is a Watch It Happen Live clip that I have posted to my stories, and I'll probably highlight it, uh, that tells us that. That tells us that, you know, Andy asked Giselle point blank, you know, I did not know that that was a thing. And is that true? And she goes, you know, yeah, that is who Phaedra says is Mr. Chocolate. She told her friends that they dated. He said that they didn't. I don't really care. I think about Phaedra. It's wonderful. It's a great clip. You should all go watch it on YouTube or on my stories. Um, But yeah, she doesn't have great taste, but she has great reads. So we keep her and we love her through this. So it happens. This one on everyone. Um, Next up would probably be Ashley Darby's house. If not more than Giselle's, it would be very close because she's in Virginia. So it's a little bit cheaper where she is, but she does have a high rise like a penthouse type of vibe with a multi levels, I believe, and outdoor space, which means in Virginia and I think they're in Arlington or Alexandria, but one of the A's of Virginia, which is very close to like the airport, um, the DC, like national airport and where Amazon is coming. Like Amazon is doing their second headquarters in um, that area, like that area, general area of Virginia, that Northern Virginia, close to DC vibe. Um, it's right on the Beltway, like right over the bridge or Beltway is what we call it over here. I think they call it highways, parkways. I don't know. I don't know what the West Coast does or other countries where people are listening, but it's right over the bridge 
so Asha Darby's is a is is a little bit better priced than the other ladies who live in a different county of Maryland. That is, um, but it's great for their dollar, obviously, because their um, their penthouse is gorgeous. So it, it it's probably one of the best values that they all have between Monique and Ashley are some of the best valued homes to me. And then right over the bridge, not far away at all from. Uh, from Ashley, <laughs> ironically, is Candace. Um, in traffic, there's a little bit going on, but Candace's house, it's under a mill. It's well under. It's in the three-quarter range. Um, it, it does well. It's three-quarters and a little up, but she's not that much up. But that's also why Dorothy had to help her pay, you know? Um, it, it does well. It's not my choice of neighborhood of where I would have moved. Um, simply because it kind of just was like a, a redone thing. So it was never really worth the value and still hasn't fully proven to be, but it's by like the Gaylord. There's like national resorts there and there's a lot of shopping and there's a MGM casino. Um, if that's what you fancy and there's like a tango, like an outlet mall that that's nice. There's some wonderful, wonderful Black-owned restaurants. Um, uh, fantastic. And that's kind of the whole crux and the vibe is that it's very, um, there's a lot of like eat, play, shop type thing. And it's it's really fun. It's a fun area. It just hasn't, I, I, I could not see myself spending that kind of money there yet. But you're also very close to D.C. and very close to Virginia. And that is kind of the point of why they even live that close to the bridge anyway. So Candace's, and then last but not least, my girl Robin, who tweeted today that she's the broke one, that she was casted as the broke one because they someone asked her, You say you live in a house full of ballers, but you don't mean like money wise or something, right? Something like that. She goes, No, I'm the broke one, and I cackled. I think this show really needs a Robin. I think we need her authenticity, her a little bit of laziness, her being like, I don't really care <laughs> what's going on, but I'm also just here to do my job and be with my friends and go home. And I love it. I absolutely love on the Zoom call with the ladies. Robin was eating the whole time. She was having some fries and a burger and she prefaces it with, it's not vegan. And I just loved <laughs> I love how relatable she is. She's, you know, um, it's been said she's the sleepiest of all the housewives. She does live technically the farthest from where they typically all gather. They're all on one side of the area in the Beltway that are maybe between 30 and 40 minutes of each other, max in traffic. Robin's like a full hour or so away from like the where they typically fly out of for airports. because She's always late and she's she's just farther. Like I did the drive today from where Giselle's house is to 20 minutes closer than where Robin's house is. And it's a trek. Like it, it really was a trek. I think it's like 47 minutes. So, um, and now, and again, Robin was 20 minutes further from me. So, you know, shout out to her for always making it because it's a lot. And, but she's, I think she's hilarious and a really relatable housewife and raising a bunch of boys and, you know, getting a man to, understand what you do for the family and to see him understand what you do for the family and have that conversation. I, I really appreciate that. So I applaud this first episode. I thought it was fantastic. It was slow to some, but I mean, we can't start off fighting and whatnot. We got to get a little background, get a little noise, you know, we got to see what else is going on. And 
I like what's going on. It was very refreshing to see each woman actually talk about what's going on in their households, even if it was uncomfortable, even if they did not like it, even if it was like, oh, wow, because it gives us new things to think about, something that we can all relate to or think back to or aspire to. And it's refreshing to just see new content and new shit and people that I don't know anything about and actually be news to me that they're thinking this way. I really enjoyed it. So I am... Hopeful you guys watched episode one. Episode two did air on Twitter live um, and it was on the Bravo app. I believe it's probably down by now, but it will be back. It will be coming on as a new episode on Sunday. Um, uh, Sunday is August the 89th. So August the 9th, episode two will be out. You've got to watch, please. I am very, very excited for this new season and I I really hope you guys are too. I am loving seeing all of the, you know, all of the interest, the newfound interest in what we've been watching. So I would like to say thanks to everyone who watched and everyone who cared. And I think Potomac had a great premiere. Um, I think their ratings were about 1.064 million in the 18 to 49 demo. And that was live. So, um, absolutely keep going, keep watching, you know, keep showing us that is showing Bravo that you will circulate your viewership, that you will watch shows, even if it isn't targeted towards you, they don't look like you, and then it does look you, you watch it all, show Bravo that there is power and money to have in another franchise of women of color and to just, and, and new women, new stories, period, new people to get behind. So I would love to see that. And I'm really glad that everybody, like, you know, this was a good premiere for them. This is a higher one than last year. So uh, or a higher one than, you know, uh, the averages that they had last year. I think we can only go up from here. So let's keep it going. Let's watch live. It's the only Housewives show I want to watch live right now because Beverly Hills in New York, I didn't even get to New York this week. That's how hard it has been. I, I needed to record more than I needed to watch New York. So I'll get to it and I'll talk about it later. But right now, I am done talking Housewives and we are about to move on into... Shards of Sunset. Again, I have Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast. I'm very excited to be talking with her about all the things um, Shards of Sunset reunion. So get into that. And again, guys, watch Potomac because what else we got to watch? You know what I mean? And that's it. That's all. And I will be right back with Stephanie and talking Shards of Sunset. Also, if after you listen to the Shot of Sunset uh, recap with Stephanie, go and watch Ono Bravo's live that she has up on her IGTV. You want to see her interview with Ali Ashuri. Yes, that Ali from Shot of Sunset. And it's after the reunion has aired. He has a lot to say. And she asks the questions and he tells it, okay? He mentions it all. So listen to this recap and then go and watch the interview that Ono Bravo does with Ali Ashuri, and that is at O-O-H, no, and O, Bravo, B-R-A-V-O. All right, up next, let's talk shots with Stephanie. 
All right, guys, as promised, I am back with Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast. And I did her show so long ago. So this is such a long time coming, but I'm actually very glad to have waited because I don't know if it was for her if I would even be talking about Shaza Sunset because of all the stress and anxiety it has brought me in watching these people who are quote unquote friends be, if this mm-hmm. is what friendship is, you can keep it truly. So I'm very happy to have someone <laughs> else to kind of carry this burden for me because if it was me by myself, I would just be ranting about how all of this was wrong. Everything was handled wrong from beginning to end. And Bravo has did them kind of dirty. But either way, let's rewind. Welcome, Stephanie, to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Hello. Thank you for having me. You know what? I feel like I can be my blackity, black-ass, Bravo-loving person <laughs> with you <laughs> and mainly Bravo. It's like, let me tell you something. I'm like, what the hell is this? And more yeah. and more, I'm like, Lily seems to be like the same one at this point. You can see why the Asa, right. Asa hopped off the boat because this is like, let me tell you, you know. something. First of all, I have never not liked Lily. I've always liked her. I always same. thought she was great. And I think she hopped off at the right time. She pretty much did like what Cardi B did when Cardi B was on like Love and Hip Hop. Mm. And then as soon as she got a little bit of fame and notoriety, she left and was like, it's not about to be about my music anymore. It's about to right. be about the drama and I don't want that. And mm-hmm. she did the right thing and she flourished and went off and is now Cardi B. And Correct. Lily kind of did the same thing. She's now this like mogul with this major lash company and she was married and she's no longer married, but she got a beautiful baby out of it. And she's uh, flying private whoa. jets and she's gorgeous and I'm really happy for and her. And people wear so her I mean, lashes. I'm like, ooh, they got Lily lashes you. on. I'm like, ooh. Everyone wears her lashes. All the girls wear her lashes. Mm-hmm. So I think she did the right thing. Asa did the right thing hopping off. Because this, this was a hot mess. I mean, because I saw Garcelle is wearing some of Asa's stuff. I'm like, uh, wait, does that say Asa? Oh. For <gasps> them. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. great for them because this was a hot mess i could not have seen them being a part of this 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 was uh, this was quite yeah. a episode and i definitely want to get into all the nitty-gritty of course but i also want to talk a little bit about why bravo did this show so dirty from start to finish and i fully believe it could be because they were sitting on this season and maybe they did not know what they wanted to do with all of the content that was on it that was so volatile that seemed Mm -hmm. very money driven very contract driven Mm -hmm. very um playing to the camera but also very damaging they probably wanted to make sure that they you know a lot of it couldn't come back and bite any of them in the ass because can, can we talk timeline, right? You remember when all this was going down? So I remember it was like, it was last summer, wasn't it? Because all of a sudden, Reza was posting all of these screenshots. I'm like, I'm sorry, what the hell is going on right now? I was like, right. isn't she in the goddamn hospital? Wait, <laughs> what is going on? I was like, exactly. Wait. Literally, it was, so if people, if you guys remember, it took forever to get this season out. Mm-hmm. It had to be announced at BravoCon. And even when it was announced and we got a trailer, we still did not have a date. And nope. BravoCon was in November of last year. And it we still didn't get a date when we got the um when we got the 
the trailer and people mm-hmm. at BravoCon heard rumblings that it was going to come out somewhere around February. At the right. time, November to February was already a long time. If mm-hmm. you remember, this was season eight that just ended. Season seven ended its last episode November of 2018. Season right. eight premiered February 9th of 2020. Right. Season finale of season eight this past season aired may the first first of all we've been quarantined way too long that feels like it, yesterday this feels like 10 years ago when you're talking about the time i'm like you mean like 10 years right ago? oh hell then you mean and during a global pandemic we really thought that they were going to have so much higher ratings and they mm-hmm. did in a sense um but the reunion did not air until july 19th granted they've been postponing some things and not others which i've said before um mm-hmm. during this time to kind of stretch out content but with Shaz it just felt like they were really pushing him and they pushed to get it out they delayed its reunion I just is Shaz done yeah I hope so honestly it's like and as much really? as I like some of the people on the show it's just like I'm sitting here like girl I don't care about none of this shit it's like no, uh, bring back you know what it's bad. I'm like, I don't want it to be a swap out. I don't want to swap Shaw's for Family Karma. I, I, I'm all open for I both of them being there. Ridiculous. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I want both of them to be there. So don't swap out Family Karma for Shaw's. But that would be tragic. I have to, y'all need to clean house on some of this. It's like, some of these folks need to go. I like Gigi's pretty baby. Gigi can go. She can go. I, I'm, I'm good with not seeing her. I like Nima's new teeth. I feel like Nima can stay, but leave his teeth somewhere else. And I feel go like, ahead. And I think what's her name? Homegirl who um mm-hmm. um throws the rock and hides her hand like I don't know why you think I'm involved in this. It's like girl, can you go back to the people's couch and laugh at shows? Cause that's what yeah. I like. Destiny is so dramatic. It is I've never liked her. I've never had a, a really good feeling about her. Something about her feels very over the top and in mm-hmm. a way that mm-hmm. feels like she's putting on at all times in all situations and I don't that energy stresses me out and it's like and that's hard to do on a show where people are clearly grasping at straws and grasping for attention mm-hmm. um I also agree with you I think sadly Shaz is probably done specifically because there's no way they can get past this as a group without mm-hmm. it getting more and more damaging and then just changing its sights on someone else each couple years. Right. And, but they also can't just keep swapping out everyone because that's the main reason why so many Housewives franchises don't work is that it's not a friend group and it's not just mm-hmm. one person coming into a group. It's very plug and play and they need to stop that. It's, it's like stop hard. plugging and playing. Right. It's really hard. Like it's hard to go into a group like one person when you're not friends with this group. And to be mm-hmm. honest, Shaz is probably the closest knit friends that we've ever seen. I mean, they've been exactly. friends 30 years. Like I love Family Karma and I don't mean to compare them in any other way other right. than they're centered around a co-ed friend group that has known each other since they were children. That's the comparison, yeah. right? Um, yeah. It would be absolutely tragic if they decided to swap them out because that is that is really wrong. It's like they're it's not, not even, even the same show. They're it's not like, even remotely the same. It's like it's not even the same. And I like and I like, and I like the, the pretty guy thing. that's on it because you know he's so pretty and his and their parents are entertaining. I'm like, if we gonna do that, we can just have a spinoff of all of the aunties and the parents because they need their own love show. The aunties. Like, I could watch their own show. All day. Like, I oh. think with um well this is a tangent but with that one boy's mom um oh god what is his name the one who's getting married 
Oh shoot, the one that. Oh I just... my gosh. And 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 that's so uh, bad. We're so far removed. The only one I, know, I remember so, is like so Monica long. and Bali. I just remember. Then... Yeah, I still don't remember. <laughs> but I know that um, if we had his mom and the mom that his mom is fighting with, Child, that would be a show. I was like, I was sitting here like first. I was like, ooh. Wait, they don't like each other. Excuse me, why are we not talking about this? Why is this not the show? We're doing the Housewives of Miami again with them, with the aunties. It was like, um, this is a show. Why are we not talking about this? I need to know. Why are we? Because they were funny. I was like, seriously, y'all, who do you think would win in this physical fight? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not and his mom. I just want to let y'all know because that other mama look like she gonna beat some ass. <laughs> like, yes. Oh my gosh. And let me tell you, <laughs> I feel strongly that Shards of Sunset is it's gone to a place that I don't know how they can get back from it in court of the in the court of public opinion. Because I was thinking this friend group can probably survive. I mean, if Reza and Gigi can somehow be friends, I think that it is not beyond any of them to reconcile. However, I don't know if we need to see it because I even wrote in my notes, they've made up like three times this season, Reza and MJ, correctly. Like they apologized for the right things. We saw it when they went um, on their trip. MJ and Reza had a fantastic conversation that I thought was really going to stand as an apology. And mm-hmm, I thought that was going mm-hmm. to be fine. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so then why are we, how did we get back here? And then we hear that at RavelCon, it all gets rehashed. And then I'm like, if you're going to keep making up and breaking up, it's better to just leave it where it is. And it just feels like, it feels like some things went on. Let's, let's start a little bit from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Why is Mima here? I don't, you know what? Before this aired, Mima put out this video like, I have never been more angry. Duh, duh, duh. And then you watch it going, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what's your problem? Because I they don't asked you to know. leave halfway through. I was like, yeah, I was just sitting here like, why are you so mad? Because he's mad. It seemed like they gotten like into it. And I'm like, so that's not what we saw. However, since they're saying that, since you're saying that they cut a lot of it out, I'm like, okay, so must be something on the cutting room floor. And also, why is R. Kelly's ex-girlfriend not there? What, what happened to her? Right. I heard that she was supposed to film. That was the thing she was saying that she was, People were asking her, like, will we see more of you? And she would respond to people's comments and say, yes, we're shooting the reunion episode, which is, A, why people thought that the reunion had already taped. Mm. Um, I can understand why they would retape it. But they also did a Watch What Happens Live with um, Adam and Reza. And mm-hmm. then when they were done explaining their side of the story, it was MJ and Tommy. So people thought that that was going to be the supplemental reunion. Right. So to bring it all up now, we were like, we already kind of got closure on this so we don't really understand why we're here later but for those who don't know uh, what Stephanie's talking about is Andy tweeted or someone said in an interview that he said there was just so much meanness that was said on the reunion that they had to cut a lot of it out they could not even air it because it was just so nasty and vile which I would really like to know what that was not for entertainment purposes but if you can air what I'm just curious I'm like what's curious if, but if you can air what Reza said to MJ about her choice her abortions? of fertilities, Child. I can't understand how you thought that that was not, like, that can air, but this, whatever they said at the reunion could not. Right. Because I'm trying to figure out what, what tops that. Like, exactly. I, I don't really know what we could, Right. What, what, what was there? Because I'm like, I want to know what 
literally angered Nima. I'm like, what happened with you? He made it seem like he got into it with people and he technically different didn't. And then Gigi high ass, she was just like, I'm high right now. I don't know what's going Jeez. on. I said, this is hilarious. Why is high Gigi is the Gigi that I like because she just spout out random shit. And you'd be like, oh, this ain't your show, bitch. This our show. Like, girl, are you here? What is Oh, that was so cute because it was so late. Like she should have like, said that hours ago when like, they first started. I then, loved ooh. watching Gigi eat her Whole Foods um curry chick curry chicken salad. It's delicious. If anyone Is hasn't it? had it, I reckon I recognize it the moment she brought it out. That curry chicken salad is next level. It really? is so good. I love that. And they have curry turkey salad. It's also really good. And, and there was a moment where she stood up and she, they told her that she can go because, you know, they only wanted MJ, Reza, and Mike. And her shirt was one of her confessional shirts that she's already worn before, which I love. And <laughs> you see her sweatpants when she gets up. And I was like, yo, this chick is all of us. She is everyone at home right now who are doing these Zooms. Come we on. are wearing our, I, I call my, my, uh, my telework dress. I have like, a telework top, Come telework on. dress, which is right on top of like my slippers and my pajama pants. <laughs> underneath that you can just see on the camera you know that's all you need to see just a little little zhuzh on top exactly. and then the rest of me is comfortable that's it i'm like you don't need to see uh, uh, business up top party at the bottom you don't need to see <laughs> nothing else <laughs> comfort sleepover slumber Please. party at the bottom i'm very comfortable okay <laughs> let me tell you something sometimes it is just a mere short and some knee high socks and i am like hello Ooh, i got a that's lot it. done though in my pajamas so you're welcome <laughs> I get a whole lot more than my pajamas than in my uppity clothes so I get it but I was wondering just why Nima was here and it was just so cute that he was trying to like make banter with Andy why Andy do you always come for my teeth every time we, you see me it's a Cause thing we do because I'm like it's an sir, inside it's, joke it's alarming because you just go god damn what's wrong with his teeth his teeth They're are so very big, um, like, perfect it's very veneery perfect <laughs> It's very like, yes, what's it is going very on, baby? Veneery. And it's it like, is. it's kind of like, if Paulina can be there, then R. Kelly's ex-girlfriend, I'm literally blanking on her name. I'm sorry for her um, name. That's not R. Kelly's ex-girlfriend. That's a very good point. I it's mean, like, that's the whole what's thing. Her, what's, what's her name? But Paulina's This was the but, whole point of why they should not have aired this this late, is that so much of it is now irrelevant to us. Like, we, we don't, don't care. know it's any like of the things Her brother anymore, so. and Destiny hooking up, which is like, I have questions, but I'll save my questions for another time because honestly, when Gigi was like, I thought he was finer than what he was, I said, Oh, I'm sorry. I am her and she Sarah. Is Thank you. Sarah's brother, that she's like, I'm so protective of him. I'm like, so I feel like you don't protect him from soap. And that is just me. And I want to know why you don't <laughs> do you protect him from soap and women? Because I'm like, I have questions. I'm like, I'm Gigi. He is not as fine as I thought you you're acting like he's Brian from Family Karma see how I bring it back you're acting like this is Brian he is not I'm really curious as to why they didn't have Sarah on there because her brother because of his date with Destiny I would have loved to have heard from her why mm -hmm. she did not like what that was like right. she had a lot of input she had a lot of stay in the season it was a driving force and to me if you were going to talk to Destiny about the date you could have at least talked to the sister of like she could have been like 
I didn't think it was a good idea for them to go out in the first place. And this is probably why. It was, or something like that. Or what she thought of after watching that Bizarro date. Because it was mm-hmm. wild. And I would have liked to have known what she thought of. And she seems to not be answering that question mm-hmm. of why um, why she wasn't there. I think uh, she probably was not invited. Or they completely mm. cut her out and it wasn't enough. But I don't think she was invited, to be honest. And I don't know that for a fact. Uh, it's uh, alleged and it's completely my opinion. But I think that if anything, she was not invited because there's no way they could have had her on there without asking her about R. Kelly. And there's no way they could have framed that that would have come out positively for her, period. I think that, and I've said this before, you can't tell me you live in a world where you did not know what R. Kelly was. Not who he was, what he was. Mm -hmm. I don't care how old you are. You could be, unless you were under the age of like, say, 14 right now, and you've never had to ask a question, and you're Mm -hmm. not on social media, I don't believe you. And she's a grown woman at this point. So I think they would not have been able to ask her, so what was your relationship with him because even if there's things that she could not talk about publicly because of court and she's had to go to court i believe because of his uh legal situations which have played out in the year 2020 and 2019 which is why i say if unless you're a teenager not on social media you know who this man is it's been right constantly brought up he was going to have to she was going to have to answer andy as to why she dated a man for three years that was so notoriously known for such Oh, God. I don't even know what adjective to use, but that kind of shit. So there's no answer for that. I mean, there's absolutely no answer for that. She has no excuse. She's not, she wasn't the wife. She wasn't like Andrea mm-hmm. Kelly from back in the day. Who it's was like, we didn't even Hollywood know this until y'all brought it up. I was like, wait, what? Why are we talking about R. Kelly right now? Like, I know that really shocked me that they were like, oh, yeah, your ex. And she goes, yes, I used to date Robert. So if it were me, I wouldn't want people to know that. I literally would you never could, tell anyone, especially you when could you're not in surviving easy. R. Kelly. It's like, you're yeah. very, you could very easily have been on this show and that not have been your connection. Hello, Destiny's on this show. Hello. She was on a show about watching. She was a fan. So if she right. could be on the show. You can easily be like, I'm just another, you know, I'm a Persian girl living in LA and I'm in a mm-hmm. friend group of other Persian people living in LA. That makes sense to me. No one's going to question you. No one's gonna be like, so what's your connection? It's not, and it definitely should not be R. Kelly. That don't sound like it should be that. So there was just no way to meet a favorite to give a favorable answer of where she knew what she because she said I think in her confessional she never knew all that was going on. And I'm not saying that she's responsible for his actions. I'm just saying why date a man for three years that you knew was going through court shit. His laws, his lawsuits, and everything that he's gone through has already happened mm-hmm. by then before they had right. dated. And there was a lot of things that were going on. It just seemed like an interesting choice. It's like I asked Drea Michelle in my mind the same question when she dated Chris Brown, Child. like maybe a month like or two right after, after Rihanna, right I after. Like, it's happening? like, mm, so yeah. And this she's is like, probably... well, he never was violent with me. I said, well, honey, that's not the point. That's not the point because Karuchi didn't say that. But Richie sure didn't say that. He's like, uh, baby. Not, uh, 
but also not the point. Like that's literally not. not the point. <laughs> and not to mention, and I'm not comparing the two because what R. Kelly has done is is, is astronomically more notable, more infamous, more vile than most of what people will do in their whole lifetime. So even the bad ones, like the things he's alleged to have done, I'm like, how did you skate by that? And she's like, well, I never saw any of those things or actions. And she said, I went to his loft and I realized, oh, all these women are here with him. And I think Andy, in his journalistic due diligence, would not been able to let her off of that Zoom without asking, so how old were those girls? Mm-hmm. And, and that would violate probably every NDA, every subpoena, every right. order that she's on there. So... Because I'm wondering, like, what kind of NDA do you have that you can even mention on television that you dated him? I don't, yeah, I don't even understand why she would have ever done that, to be honest. I think she would have been much more of an asset because the sad part is I liked her. And I would say that publicly it was like I liked her on this show. She actually seemed kind of interesting. And then people would respond, I just can't get past the fact that she dated R. Kelly in the 2000s. Like, in the 2000s. Like, wow I'm like you know what you're right it's hard to get past that girl your judgment where is it I don't understand the alert I don't get it like because if anything I don't understand I don't believe that she just thought he was naturally the finest man in the room unless she knew absolutely nothing about him you knew he was famous because well a famous person who could allege to be rich doesn't walk by themselves you know you knew he probably he had a studio yeah i didn't know he sang a song and so we google people mm-hmm. didn't know stuff so if anything you at least knew who he was and that's my that's my point it's i'm not going to punish anyone for the sins of the person that they were with but she wasn't with them during it to where she could be like oh it skated right by me i had no idea what he was doing she was with him mm-hmm. well after the fact after uh, he had been divorced after people had come forward. And I am just like, I don't know, but it also could be they maybe filmed this and everything during slash and adjacent with surviving R. Kelly. And I think right. that that would have made it a lot harder for them to question her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I would love to ha- know how this NDA is set up that you even mention it because uh, there is a part two to surviving R. Kelly. I'm like, this is how bad this person is. There's, there's two parts to this. Yeah, everybody else don't have surviving. a part. Most of them don't even have a documentary. Right. I'm like, uh, girl, I would. T- I'm sorry, I take that right to my damn grave. I'm so serious. I'm like, I'm Me not too. I don't nobody anything. Oh, so, nope, okay. I just. And then beyond that, we find that um, in addition to absences, we see that we're not going to get Ali and Sherry. This is my issue, that so many people bring stuff up and we're not going to get into those people and ask them the questions that we need to ask. Mm -hmm. I really feel strongly that if you are on a Bravo show, this is why it's always been rumored that housewives aren't allowed to sue each other because Mm -hmm. if you put cease and desist and gag orders on people, we're not going to get shows. We're not. We're just not going to get it. So maybe the reunion took a long time because they had to get, you know, Reza or MJ or whomever to drop the lawsuit. But either way, we didn't get Ali or Sherry. Instead, we get a lot of fluff. And I skipped more than half of the beginning part of part one because I don't need to know why Nima and Gigi blocked each other or whatever because we didn't see it on the I, show, honestly, so it's irrelevant exactly. to it's now. Like, it's, I'm tired of them doing all this. This happened behind the scenes. I'm like, girl, if you're not going to explain 
It's like you can leave. Tell me you why. Put it in the drafts, okay? Leave it in the draft. Leave it in the group chat. We don't need to see it. It's I like this, you're being ridiculous. Kept propping him out. That was hilarious. I was that like, is funny. what did Nima do? It, was his teeth too big in the photos? Is that what it is, girl? <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand. You? I'm like, I want to know how somebody who is as high as Gigi is has any problems in the world. Like, I need to know. I'm like, I have several questions. I know a lot to of friends. Fair, that's probably who, why she's constantly getting high. I mean. <laughs> Like, she needs to be angry and now it at least makes it like, tolerable. I thought it would mellow you out and you're like, no, fuck him forever. I'm like, but why? No, I, no, I she's mellowed now. She's not throwing Well, she has because she not, she, 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 you know, that's she right. You haven't seen her knives. You haven't seen her knives. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've seen her with ID stories with her sister, which I'm like, I thought hell would have literally frozen over before this. that her sister was the person that she chose to be at her birth of the only one person she could have was right i was like not her mom but her sister and i'm like this she is she could only have Ooh. one and that's who she chose and i was floored i'm like but also i just don't understand why we didn't see more of that why we haven't seen more about her being recon you know reconciling with her family with her sister even if, it's, if her sister doesn't want to be on the show I would love right. to hear her parents' take on the fact that they're finally reconciling because it was really important to her dad. So for her sisters to be the one person who was in the hospital with her, which is what she said, because she had a baby during COVID. So if mm -hmm. you do not know, they only allowed one person in because right now, right. if anyone goes into the hospital for COVID, they don't let anyone in. Um, right. It's really, really difficult because they have to just maintain um, a, a clear line in the sand and make sure people aren't exposed and she didn't want her mom because her mom is of a particular age group and she didn't want her okay. to be exposed okay. um, and also it was a risk for Gigi because she has rheumatoid arthritis which is right. an autoimmune disease mm -hmm. it means that she is uh, at a higher risk to both contract the infection the virus and to fight it so it was interesting that she um I, I really applaud her for, you know, doing this. She did not get pregnant thinking there was going to be a global pandemic. There was more of a threat to certain people than others in general. Mm -hmm. um, right. And she even explained that, you know, she was able to start smoking four days after labor, which, listen, <laughs> during that, like, he was like, girl. Sure, go girl. Ahead, girl. Absolutely. You do what you got to do, okay? It's legal in California. I'm not mad at you, you know? Girl, um, no, I think she does it safely. She seems that she's always on her patio. She's always on the back. Like, she's always outside. The baby seems fine. She seems to be responsible in that regard. And mm -hmm. above all else, um, she could not breastfeed because she went on her, she had to, she could not be off of her rheumatoid arthritis medication Medicine, yeah. um, at all. Because I was wondering much. about that. I was like, I think maybe that's why she had no problem like starting smoking again because I, I didn't think she could breastfeed anyway. So it was like, right. that's fine. And that made me actually like, not like sad, like in a way of I pity her, not that she needed to breastfeed to be like a good mom. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I wasn't breastfed and I turned out fine. So it's right. fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> But in general, I feel so sad that she, you know, to have an autoimmune disease, I too have one. I've been tested for rheumatoid arthritis twice just mm -hmm. because uh, it keeps coming up on my blood panel um, that I oh, could have okay. a ANA marker. But so to, for her to have it, she had to legitimately, it was never even an option for her. And that's really sad because so much of her pregnancy journey was already so complicated and already so like against the grain and it had to induce her she said because of her uh, um her rheumatoid arthritis that is wild she had a lot to get through to get this baby and that's exactly what a baby is is a, literally a miracle so really happy for Gigi that you know she had baby elijah 
Um, it's sad that we could not focus more on that um, before we got into some of the inevitable mess Child. and problems. Girl. I'm like, you know what? That Real Housewives of Atlanta brought the girl from Clark to the reunion. By the way, I still haven't watched that part of the reunion. I did. I still haven't watched the third part of the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. I'm good. I don't need to. I'm like, this is. I don't have time for homegirl who literally said, I have recordings, and then said, oh well, I didn't say I have recordings. I'm like, oh, did somebody tap you and say, hey, so recording somebody again without their knowledge in Georgia is actually against the law. So that's probably why you're backtracking, but that's neither here nor there. So if y'all gonna that have is sister probably girl, exactly what happened. It's like, honey, if you wanna have sister girl from Clark, why didn't you have Boo Boo Ali? Yeah, I don't really understand how we did not get Ali on the show. Um, you, and the back part, right, we're gonna have a one-on-one -on -one sit down with Brandy, but we're not gonna do one with Ali. And Shall. I think that like, uh, I get it. Brandy is Beverly Hills is a much bigger entity, but it's all the same shit. So mm -hmm. I just don't understand why we're still fighting and debating families and stuff like that. Um, exactly. But before uh, we even get into that, one more thing: Paulina, Mike's girlfriend, they're quarantined together with mm -hmm. her children. He said he cannot wait to have babies with her of his own. Um, he also <laughs> said that a marriage is coming. Lord. At some point, I they don't have a YouTube. You're they have for. a YouTube channel. I'm still. You better the, go ahead and stop. I said, and they have a joint. You yes, they do. It says Mike and Paulina Showhead, and I was like, or Showhead, if I think that's how it's pronounced. Wow, same as pronounced. I was like, why are y'all? Okay, so the wedding's coming. Just to let y'all know, it's probably gonna be vlogged. It's probably gonna be on. They're if, probably if just waiting until they can do it outside. Yeah, and also if you know Bravo's gonna pay for the wedding. Oh, they're not paying for that wedding. There's no way. Their ratings are so abysmal. I don't see that oh, happening yeah. anytime soon. Um, yeah. It pretty much seems like it dropped significantly to half once the whole situation went up at the pool party and Reza said what he said, which I expected. And it kind of never climbed back up out of the lower than a million group again, but started at over a million in, in ratings. But Paulina was there. Um, mm -hmm. she has obviously some insecurity about Jessica because she was like, why do y'all still keep talking about her? Which I understand, girl. Me too. I would have been the same thing. I'd have been like, I'm sorry, what? She's like, gone. Who, I'm here. We're that? moving on. It's like, <laughs> um, why y'all talking about, why y'all bringing the bullshit? I'm like, girl, she is done. And better yet, Jessica's probably done too. I'm like, I don't know what she'd be doing. On, do on you the believe that Paulina never saw the show? I don't buy that shit. I, I don't, don't buy, that buy that either. Shit. It was like, There's girl, no you probably weren't a faithful watcher but i'm pretty sure you've at least seen some clips with mike in it for you to girl you have two children there's no possible way you didn't investigate the person you're with even a little bit there it is it's like yeah. there's no way you have them around your children and you're like oh i didn't know my like, girl you no, i don't believe you that's a very good point i, I completely i didn't even think of that to to not um to not investigate who's going to be around your kids when they're as young as hers are seven and four that is exactly. young it's like, so i don't believe that at all so um it was nice to see her i think that she's a bigger woman than most she was like mm -hmm. i'm totally fine with mj even though she said my boyfriend's controlling and i shouldn't be with him and i should go find a white man like her Tommy. Like, and i'm like 
You could have just like I've ever heard those words before, but okay. Okay. And it's like you could is is Mike a little chauvinistic? Yeah. However, that could be just a Mike thing and not a Persian thing. But I'm also not Persian. It was just like that could just be Mike, because I feel like he is we did watch him with his first marriage. So I think it might just be Mike. Homegirl had to change her religion. So I don't know. Like, it I think be a it's Mike just Mike thing. that's controlling. Right. It's like, girl, I, it's mm. like we were at the table when he was talking. I'm like, it's like, oh, man. MJ's just a bad messenger with that. But also, it's yeah. like, over, it's like, girl, I think it's just Mike. <laughs> it seems strange that she would um, typecast her own group of people, which is right. not unheard of. There are plenty of people mm-hmm. who or right. do that to their own people. It happens that people who right. marry, but it's also MJ, there's plenty of people who marry outside of their immediate ethnicity or religion or faith or culture because they also just found love. Correct. <laughs> like that's also a fine thing to do. It's fine to do it in it if that's what you want. It's fine to do it without outside of it if that's what you want. So you can, as long as she's happy, I think that's all we have to do, but it's say you know, uh, I'm lucky. I thank my lucky stars that I didn't marry a Persian man. No, you're just thinking, looking stars. You didn't marry Mike. That is that fine that really should have been. She's like, girl, you but you are. She, she could have just said, girl, you're a trooper because Mike can be blah. And it'll have been. I, I have a feeling that even if MJ did say it like that, I think Paulina still would have had a problem, and Mike would have had a problem. But I think the fact that she's saying it about his race is like, wait a minute, what the fuck are you trying to say? Even though mm-hmm. Mike had no problem talking about Asa's choice in partner's race, but we're not going to go there with you, Michael. You're acting like this shit is not on television. It's like, you... That's a very good point. Are we probably not the back. person to... I was like, Mike, you dealing with people who have been watching you for years because you had no problem pointing out to Asa about her partner's blackness and how, wow, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, uh, Not to mention, he's a Jackson, honey. Sit down. It's a whole Jackson. You are not, Mike. It's like, you're not. What are you Your doing? old mommy is like, we need to hire someone to babysit you while you babysit Because I don't think you can do it. I'm like, girl, he is working with thousands if not millions of your dollars and you're like not sure yeah. like, so i feel like so you should have just gave him a sandbox to play with and not real estate if you really feel like he can't do it i'm like maybe that's just a different tax bracket problem that i don't have because i'm sorry if i can't trust you to flip it then i'm not going to give it to you yeah i completely agree yeah absolutely like, um let's see what else so we go to and now we're at this mess, finally, where they decide to actually get into what's happened. I'm not going to even remotely try to crack all of this open. Mm-mm. We literally saw it. And what's worse is that we're watching all of the same thing again. Girl. It felt like there was just more details. So I would like to focus on that. There seems to be some allegation that MJ, because of, con- she hadn't signed a contract that she wanted a raise. And so her indication that no one came to visit her when she was in the hospital seems like there's some wonkiness because I too thought why are we just talking about it when Mike and, and, not showing. Down? Because I thought and why are we not going to, to the to the hotel I mean to, exactly. the, um, to the to the hospital and I thought there were whispers of that of her contract dispute I could have swore right. I saw whispers of that last year so I'm like that's not far-fetched 
for us to think because I thought that is why they weren't filming her because she hadn't signed it and she wanted more money. I'm like, that's not um, a lie because I feel like that was out there, but who art me to judge? Right, exactly. And to hear um, MJ be like, you know, they didn't come and visit me. And I thought that originally, but then I was like, you know, Mike was right. It, she wasn't ICU. It, it wasn't like they probably were letting a lot of people go in that weren't immediate family. She wasn't in like a regular birthing suite. She was in an mm -hmm. intensive care situation. And my, her husband was updating the group overall. So that right. seemed to be unnecessary thing to do because they could not go see her they needed to get the update so that was their friend what i do have an issue with and where i draw the line is while we're calling a woman who is in the hospital who just gave birth whether it was smooth sailing the baby came out in 23 minutes or she lost a lot of her blood supply and was in icu why are we calling her with this bullshit this bullshit that you know, the other part that was getting me is that they all knew already. And I'm sitting here like, right. well, you already knew that Allie was talking about this, so you're mad at MJ. So you're calling her an ICU because of something you already knew? That is not computing for me. I'm like, that doesn't... That. And so Reza's explanation is him saying that he brought up sexual harassment. And I was like, so because he didn't use that phrase before you were fine with knowing about it but he literally is describing sexual harassment and you don't like him using that word on camera is that what you're doing is that what you see this is why you you are used to dealing with people who are younger than you Reza you are 40 something years old don't do this don't do this like, yeah I it felt very um I've always said that there and I've always maintained that there is there's definitely two situations happening right now Mm -hmm. there's not one thing going on. There's two separate things. MJ being in the hospital, what happened to her does not excuse the fact that for months beforehand, while she was on bed rest, she was conspiring against her friend for TV. However, mm -hmm. I have also maintained, I don't believe Rez's hands are completely clean in this. I just don't. Correct. I think there's something about this feels like it was a, a cahoots and it went awry because mm -hmm. it feels like MJ is grasping for straws. Like I, she feels like she's talking somewhat honestly. And it's like, I did not do some of the things you're saying. But then she's like, but I also did do a lot of things you're saying. But why are we debating the other things that we don't know to be true? So I want to believe that it just got carried away. This man took his lie and gave it legs while she was in labor and on bed rest, but that she probably was in some kind of, you know, it was probably a, a loose, I don't know if it was a whole masterminded thing that seems, it, it, stranger things have happened, but I could see her being like, you know what, you should bring this up on the show, you know, or you should bring this up when we film next. I think this needs to be exposed. And I can't say that that's necessarily wrong, but that's what they do for a living. And right. mm -hmm. I, Destiny's so fucking dramatic when she was like, and Destiny's full of shit. And I'm like, she I'm is, sitting here like, really you're full is. of shit. You're full of shit. She was like, like girl. Um, she rubbed her hands like the like a like a mastermind when they're like, Destiny knows the answer. And I was like, this is just like when I said on my Instagram story, 
the moment Brandy on Beverly Hills lost me, and I'm not saying that she did, and I'll get into that later on when I do Beverly Hills, but there's the moment she said, Denise is not who she pretends to be. Be careful, you guys. I was like, that's when you lose me. Is when you start doing these preambles and you start like, you know, doing these pro these uh, prologues of, uh, so what you really want to know is this, or brace yourself. And I'm like, so if, if it's the truth, literally just say it. The moment you start to hype it up, I believe you piped it up. I don't think that you would do all this if it wasn't something that was just so airtight, so perfect of a little story, little box, little bubble that you would just present it with all of this, like on a platter, like here's the scoop. And Destiny's over here rubbing her hands while Reza's like, she knows the answer. Destiny's gonna tell you the answer. And she goes, okay, I know a lot of things. What I know is when MJ, when I called her, but she was concerned, no one was, no one would call her. I called her to see how she was. And she said to me, mm -hmm. let's do this on camera. And, and, and I was flabbergasted. What? I was so flabbergasted. Like, and I'm like, that's what we waited for. And they broke between part one and part two before we right. got that. And when we got to part right. two, I was like, oh, girl. Okay. It's like, wait a minute. You mean the person that is paying, that is getting paid to show their life wants to show their life from camera? Right. I mean, is, that, that, is that what we're doing? Is that, is that your big joker? Let me tell you something. third joker at this point. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, She's are you kidding? losing a lot of her blood and she had a really complicated pregnancy. I can understand why she would want some kind of a raise because she, a large part of her life being on this show was going to be more than what the other people were buying. And you can't say or, or bring it to the table. Gigi is included. I would say that her doing a pregnancy journey, her going through all these medical things and having a miscarriage on camera, if she mm -hmm. could have known all that beforehand, but now she doesn't. So if they come out next season, she should negotiate it. Why wouldn't you want it before they start filming you? It's not the same caliber as Mike's parents not trusting him with the building and him looking at contractors. It's just not. Like, if we're going to go into Cedar Sinai and watch MJ be like coming back to life and her husband be afraid and have to do it on like producer cell phone cam and a baby come after all of this and, and her, all her, her mother retiring specifically for the baby, that's a, that's a bigger you know chunk of storyline than what we had which is why mm -hmm. they had to kind of manipulate a storyline for reza and um his husband because they didn't really have nothing going on other than this and so without mj of course she probably wanted a little bit more money so for her to be like i don't believe she just said as soon as her words you know came out of her mouth maris how are you doing let's wait for the cameras i think she probably was Girl. Like the producers they haven't even seen me yet. You literally could film them coming to visit me in the hospital, them talking to me, because I'm not going to go on camera and talk about everything that's happened to me for the same pay as what I got last year and in the years before. That part. And also, this is not a medical bill. Uh, it's like, this is not the 30-year friendship. So really, Destiny, girl, you are a co-worker, bitch. I'm not doing anything off the clock with your ass. You are a co-worker. <laughs> I am talking about my 30-year friendship. And that Nignog has decided that he didn't like, um, excuse me, no, <laughs> I can't be there. Destiny, you're a co-worker. This is not up for discussion. I'm like, girl, see, MJ's better than me because I'm like, girl, who's talking to you? Um, you 
a coworker. That's all she had to do. And I That's think really her face is. would have cracked. It was like, we talk at work. Huh? We're at work, girl. I only talk She's to you at work. She's a friend. But when you stop by at the cubicle and y'all kiki key at the cubicles and the water cooler, maybe on break, you might go out and get a lunchtime thing while you're on the clock and have a lunch break. But we're not going to happy hour. You're not coming to my house on a Saturday and just sitting in the living room like Ramona's. It's Ramona's living room. We're not sitting in the uh, living room just ch chit-chatting. You are like the 51st of Ramona's girlfriends at her <laughs> party, okay? You come right right after Leah. Um, hello. It's like, girl, it's like, you you are a co-worker. I'm like, you're doing all this. And, like, and you don't even... You are a coworker, girl. You mm. like you better than me. I just don't understand how we got to this point. She's so dramatic. Um, I was really hurt to see MJ like start literally bawling and yelling at Reza. It felt very. I don't I understand why like, we don't just get to the place where I was inside myself. Like God, right. she, they really are friends. I'm like, this is really like you want to talk about your fucking husband that you knew was sending all of these texts to people. So you knew this. This is not a surprise. So you want to bring this up to me while I'm fucking bleeding? I will gut you like a fish. Yeah. To be fair, I think that though there are two separate issues, and what Allie did or mm -hmm. what um, MJ did with Allie was fucked up. It is mm -hmm. not the same caliber of what whatever Reza said completely to me cancels it out. I think that that was so vile that it doesn't really matter what happened. Mm -hmm. That did not warrant the response that it got. I mean, if exactly. you were upset about it, have the woman, you know, admit to us, to you, to everyone, yes, I had a hand with this. I thought what was going on between Allie and Adam was more... Uh, you know, was more sinister than it was. It was more salacious than it was. It wasn't. I'm sorry. I apologize that that had to happen and that it had to come between us as friends. I can understand why that would because that's your husband. Yeah. Period, point blank, that's the end. I started, I did not know I was going to run with this the way he did. I did think it was going to be good camera drama. I thought that your husband was doing more salacious things. And instead of bringing it to you, I wanted to make it a good camera because I, I was bored at home and I was on bed rest. None of that seems like a problem to me. That seems like a genuine yeah. apology. It admits wrongdoing. However, like, enter, enter, tab, tab, enter, page break. <laughs> Don't bring up my medical fertility history on camera. That life, literally just canceled out everything that they did. I was like, so this is, yeah, so you're wrong. Because I literally, yeah, like real wrong. I was like, <gasps> like, this is your friend. This is not your enemy. This is not even fucking Gigi. This is your friend of 30 years and you're doing this because you were told that MJ orchestrated this, which it doesn't sound like she did, but she, act she also did know because when she talked to Allie, and she's like, you're saying that I said this. She's like, okay, so I, um, you know, I, I pulled an audible on that. I'm like, okay, so we're we're gonna ignore that. Ali added, what whatever. It's like it's still his situation. He can add whatever the fuck he wanted. It's like, did she know and say, well, if you have an issue, you need to go talk to Reza. But also, she should have said. So, I think this little thing between Adam and Ali is a little bit bigger than what you're saying. So he may come to you and, you know, he went to the Kinko's and, you know, blew up tweets and printed them out. I'm like, girl, y'all print out paper in this economy. Girl. I'm trying to tell you, when do we do that? 
Yes, I don't understand you. why we still printing things out. Y'all printing out texts. I'm like, how do y'all do this? I'm like, do y'all email the screenshots? What y'all do? I think that, yeah, they, they physically like Ooh, screenshot it and then like, send it to the printer. And I'm just girl. like, but the earth is dying. Right. I'm like, and we're out of trees. Recycle this. Hey, this is so We are running out of oxygen. We need to save some trees. We need to print out your text Amazon messages. burn for like a week or something. Like, <laughs> we don't have any like, trees. We don't care about none of this. I'm like, girl, we don't we don't care. I'm like, I'm sorry, the minute he dropped that bomb and not just on television, but in a group full of people, I'm sorry. You you're actually confused as to why Tommy will go over there and try to beat your ass. I was like, I'm very confused why you're confused. Right, because if this didn't, beat this, your ass. this didn't need to happen, unless you plan on divorcing this man over it, this mm-hmm. was not that big of a deal. Nope. I'm sorry. The rumor nope. of your husband being, you know, inappropriate in sex, take that to your therapist and talk to your therapist and couples therapy about how you're upset with your friend for maneuvering this uh, rumor and can, can you know, making this a big thing, concocting this plan against you, work it out. And you say, I mean, to be fair, your husband is your concern, not Correct. AJ's. She, she so what to do this. What in the Lucy, Lucy, apple juicy hell is going on here? I'm like, what right. are we doing? <laughs> so whatever is going on between your husband and this man, you need to take it out up with your husband. Why are you calling MJ? Because yes, I get that she can conducted the story or con- uh, concocted the story against you but at the same time you knew what place she was in she's not gonna be able to give you a straight answer now we're just speaking purely factually practically speaking she could not give you a straight answer she was not going to be able to do that she's literally in a hospital and even if again her birth went completely naturally easy or not easy but like you know if it went smooth and there was no complications she had a newborn baby at home you better be lucky she even answers your text messages yeah it's like she's taking care of a baby it's like she is literally did you tell ali ashuri this and she's probably like i literally just had a baby baby they took out my uterus what are you doing what are you doing literally i can't have something you're like i'll it's like she can't have kids. I, I'm sorry. I would have been like, I just had a kid. The kid, right. the kid is hungry. He reaches for my titties, and you calling me, asking me while well, I'm trying to titty feed my baby, who is the right. only one I'm ever gonna have, who is a blessing. He got here, that earned the blessing. And I'm alive, and he's trying to right. bond with his father, and I'm naming him after my my own father who passed away. He couldn't be here. You asking me about some what? Some and false also, messages. And, and to the top to mention, of that. It's fucking happened. It's not that he's lying. That is what your husband did. Why are you calling me but with this shit? If, if it is true that Rez, what Rez has said, and MJ didn't deny this, so I'm imagining that it is, that it was just memes and dirty gifts. And Andy even said he also sends memes and dirty gifts with his gay friends and stuff. And so if that is the case, and that's all that it was, Reza, you knew that. Because the text exactly. messages were showed to you at the table. So if you knew that it was just means of dirty gifts, you're still not ex- absolved from calling MJ in the hospital over some gifts. But I, let me tell you something. Let me be in the hospital for more than a paper cut, especially during this pandemic time. If mm-hmm. I'm in the hospital and I'm, a, and I'm scared and I'm going through something and you call me with some mess about some gifts and some Child. memes, it's like we're not talking anymore. You can go directly to hell. We're not talking ever again. So I 
again, think the two things are very separate. I don't agree with MJ constantly bringing it up to the group. Like I was dying. So I like, so we get that. And what that means their timing was off and this never should have been a thing. Well, because it was, that's not mm -hmm. an excuse for what you did the nine months before you had your baby. But it's also not an excuse for why Reza even would say something like that to you and why this is still becoming a thing. Because again, we watched y'all reconcile like three times on camera. So why we're still here and debating this, and you've literally already apologized for this in detail, in depth. They've already apologized for this correctly in depth. So I don't understand why we're still doing this and why we're not just taking those and letting it stick because mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel fair. I don't really understand this. It feels very unnerving um, to know that I have a friend who could think that they could speak to me that way. Mm -hmm. at all I mean I have been in relationships and long-term friendships with people that I've absolutely loved and let me tell you something this Taurus and me when I am mad things get vicious it the words that come out of my mouth are legitimately not things that should be said to people the problem with that is I am in therapy it's very mm -hmm. helpful and mm -hmm. I have restraint. And there are still certain lines at my worst that I would you never can't cross. cross. And it was like I would never and that, that's that's one universally. That's one. Mm -hmm. If I mm -hmm. told you anything in confidence about my health, you're not crossing it. About me Correct. being a woman, you're not crossing it. Well, about mm -hmm. me being a woman and you're not one, you're really not crossing it. And right. it's about me having a baby after I've had a baby. And you talk about the oh God, I just like that when that was it said, was like, I was like, I don't know. I think that's when I got, I divested. I think that's when I divested interest. Yeah, in I show. was like, I'm so team MJ. I'm like, cause going into the season, I'm like, I'm probably going to stay team Reza. Um, hello friends. Stephanie is a Leo. So is Reza. And so here's a, the fun cheat code about Leos. <clears throat> we either really like other Leos or we really fucking hate them. And I am leaning wow. towards, but that's the thing with Leos. It's like, we don't like, it's so weird, but we always don't get along with, Leos, and it's literally like you can't change your mind on it. It's so weird. I'm like, other Leos don't really fuck with other Leos. That's interesting. And we, and we certainly don't date other Leos. Like, what sign were you not date Leo? And it's not even close. I don't even know what to tell y'all. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, when y'all talk about like problematic Leos, y'all usually are talking about male Leos. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just saying. So I went into the season where I'm going to be team Reza on this, and at that barbecue, I was like shut it down done and then we felt my heart we sank. Thought, I, shut I was just down. like oh my god fuck this and you know what really is killing me is that we're actually putting this on the same level and that is the problem that i'm really having you're actually doing all of this and saying i mean i know you were bleeding and the quote-unquote bleeding in the hospital like y'all seem being so flippant about it it's like she had a baby she had a rough um delivery she cannot have any more children she was in the icu she was on a fucking ventilator and then you're equating this to your husband who thinks this shit is funny and instead of you getting mad at him you get mad at mj and it's like uh, this is these, these two are not the same why are we doing again, it like it's the if, same if it's true that it was just gifts and memes Mm -hmm. You literally did all this over some gifts and memes. Mm -hmm. This is not the same thing at all. It's not. Like, even if it was dirty and salacious text, you take that up with your husband. That's the person who decided to commit to you and tell you not to do that. And so he's like, well, you told people that I had 
and open marriage and then stuff like that. Let me tell you something. But did you joke said, about that yourself? But, what are you doing, sir? But MJ's not the only person that said that. I what? have heard that allegedly from people who are also in those circles with them, that they are, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of things going on in that marriage. And Mike even alluded to they were having some problems and some stuff going on in their marriage. So if you're mad at you for that, let me tell you something. That's not the same thing. Mm-mm. It's still not the same thing. And to be 100% clear, the only reason that I even separate the two things and I can see I don't even see both sides. There are no, there's no both sides. This is all, right. you know, tangled up mm-hmm. ridiculously. But the only reason that I can see a side, I know where Reza, when he crossed the line, is when he lost all stakes to having any rightship in this entire argument. Correct. What is because I'm a Taurus, so I deal completely in facts. I like to deal with facts. I don't like emotion. I don't like drama. I like to deal with a lot of facts, and I'm very stubborn in my beliefs. And I was always both I liked both Reza and MJ so I liked them as a friendship like as a mm-hmm. as a best friendship I liked them I just think that Reza is a below the belt hitter he's very Dorinda with it and that does not ever sit well with me because uh, to me it always feels like they're coming out of a place of emotion and they don't want to fight fair and I I don't I don't agree with that there are plenty of things you could have said to mj mm-hmm. and about mj that had nothing to do with her fertility and had everything to do with her being a, a not good friend to you if you think that she's told telling too many people that your husband's cheating on you but again it's deflection and i'm not going to say the deflection isn't unheard of when mm-hmm. you are having problems in your marriage i get it i just don't agree with how this went down and so to, to make it and mj again apologized for this twice I, I, i've watched her do it twice so I don't know how many more times you need her to apologize. I, exactly. I really don't. I, how many more times she needs to take up a responsibility? We watched her slowly do it each time. And every time. It's, it's like, though she can't say when they're like, well, you know, you said that you had something to do with it. Excuse me, I was in the hospital, girl, but I about before the hospital. But in general, I think that it should be like, once she apologized and she said, mm-hmm. yeah, I had a hand in your, in your, in your extra marital affair room mm-hmm. yeah i was in a interesting place at home or nine months of bed rest the world was moving on without me i'm really sorry that that happened i think that it's okay to be like this really hurt me and this was fucked up but what you went through was so much more right. tragic and i'm so afraid that i could have lost my best friend and mm-hmm. i didn't get to be a part of that journey with you because of all this anger i had in my heart i'm sorry we need to move on right seems reasonable to me it does, but I, 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 it's weird to watch people just go, um, and I mean, people like literally the people that know them to just go, MJ, you're going to have to own your part. Where's your accountability? I'm like, she didn't she did. sit Ollie on him. She said, but literally, she did. She like, literally said, okay, yeah, I knew about this. I knew about naked Jenga. I, she said it. Like, she, so she didn't say enough. Y'all act like y'all are all so honest all the time. I'm just like, we have not had so weird to me. because you're all so honest. And it's so weird to watch um, why Adam be so, I, I, I can't forgive MJ for this, but you can forgive Gigi for literally attacking you. Literally physically attacking Hello. you. And it's like, Thank that's you. fine. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, so I get it. I'm like, are y'all, did y'all have Tell an agreement? Your plans. It's like, your do plans. you have an agreement? It's like, come on. Get a new plant. It's like, 
oh i'm like you i'm like the bad part about it is listen here lucy lucy apple juicy this is your fault it's like this is you instead of you like trying to be cute and be like send these texts and it's like i have a feeling i'm like i don't know what i'm feeling ali said please stop and he just didn't and it was like okay so now i asked you to stop and now this does feel like harassment to me he said it to reza but probably didn't say it to mj it's like he sends me the text and it make me feel uncomfortable i don't think he said sexual harassment to her because it sounds like that's not what that's not the phrase he used with. Her. But again, he, he did just said destiny, he did say it with destiny, which is again why I don't understand why we're having so much of this conversation with MJ, who literally and was not destiny. Play, but you had these role. conversations. You're like, I gotta tell Reza, and Reza didn't even blink. Even then, if I, she started the rumor or started this plan, it was not executed with her. She was not there. Correct, it was executed correct. with destiny. So I think we should focus on who was there. And that should be Allie and Destiny. We should have had this conversation with Allie, Destiny, Adam, and Reza. Period. Point Correct. Blank. It was like, why is he not there to quote unquote defend himself? Because homeboy has no problem saying he's like, oh no, I watched that fake shit. It's like, mm, they're a bunch of rats. I'm like, they are. Because now it's like, first it was the beginning, like, it's MJ and she's a terrible person. Now, you know, post season and post quarantine or during quarantine we now have a new target ali ashuri is the worst and we all hate him i'm like okay so but you don't have to be a little smarter and i get it adam brought him in so adam you need to do your due diligence and why that like this man is such a wimp sometimes it seems. it's like this He's is not smart I'm like, this but is... you also live in la you can't possibly be this unassuming about people you're on a tv show it Correct. is a popular one and you're married to arguably the biggest star of the show um, the most notable one from the whole show. In Correct. which case, you need to be hella understanding who these people are around you and what they want. And Correct. to see them do like a little B-roll um, of uh, last season, of this past season, of how many times Ali showed up everywhere. Why mm -hmm. wouldn't you think that this would happen? Why would you feel comfortable sending him any kind of gifts? That's not your, you need to constantly be on your guard, period. Correct. They're going to want something from you. So I'm not surprised he came to collect. Hello? I just, Ugh, just I do not understand. And I still don't understand how we were able to dissect all of that, get to a conclusive place, and decide exactly how this should have played out and still less time than it took them to film the whole reunion. <laughs> and Eric. Oh, my God. And that shit on the cutting room floor. And that little scene at the end, I was like, you, mm, child, get, girl, keep it. Y'all should have kept this in the goddamn drafts. I don't, y'all all had like whole, y'all had to do this via Zoom, but you can shoot talking to each other with camera crews if you don't get the entire hell out of my fucking face. It's like, you. Yeah. Listen, right. if y'all did watch it, then Godspeed, I hope that you felt some of your outrage and your feelings and your frustrations come out in hours. Um, if you didn't watch it, you don't need to. We pretty much just gave you everything that there was. Correct. You, know? you missed absolutely nothing. And you don't need to waste two sets of 43 minutes of your time if you watch mm -mm. it on the Bravo app. Mm -mm. Go and watch something else. I highly recommend watching Potomac until yep. it comes back. Go oh, I can't wait. And Stephanie, please tell everyone where they can find you on all of the socials and all of the things podcast. <laughs> Thank you again for having me. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, Google Podcasts, because everything's going from play to podcast. Tune in, CastBox, 
Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can find me anywhere there. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all the same handle, at Mocha Minutes. Also, you can follow me on my um, personal account. I Let me tell you something. Me and Ali are about to date. That's what we're going to do. But my person, <laughs> just be like, he's going to be my internet boyfriend. Bali from Family Karma is my internet BFF. Um, Sunny Twote, that is my um, handle on Twitter. Feel free to follow me. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes I tweet for third shift Twitter on first or second shift. Don't judge me. Love me through it, beloved. Just, just you know. <laughs> And of course, guys, you know, you can find me anywhere at Mixing with Moni on all the places that Stephanie just mentioned. You can listen to her podcast. You can do the same thing, listen to mine. Um, and of course, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And I am now officially on Facebook. And there is a Facebook group Yay! that you are welcome to join. Um, you can go to Facebook, simply type in Mixing with Moni, and you'll see me. Yay! You'll be able to join. Um, I am obviously accepting everyone. Um uh unless I know for a fact that you're gonna be problematic so then I won't but otherwise I'm accepting everyone so please absolutely go ahead and follow me there join the Facebook group I think we are up to almost 50 members and I would love to see that grow and we have a good time talking to each other kiki can post whatever you want like you know, long as you keep it nice now, keep it cute, you know, and then say things, talk about things, let's do that. And I love to see all my mixologists finally mixing with each other because y'all are hilarious and so lit in my DMs and I would love to see that <laughs> energy. Because y'all all say the same stuff and say funny things and I'm like, I can't post this or say this to the other person without it having to ask for permission. So I would love for y'all to finally get to connect with each other because I have, I think I have the best fan base ever. I think I have the best audience, the best group of all the girls. And I listen to all the girls, so I know. I'm just saying, I think my group are the greatest. Uh, the best, smartest, nicest, funniest, kindest people, and also the shadiest. So who doesn't want to join that? So of course, you can go to Mixing with Moni, the, um, the Facebook page, and you can find the group Mixologist Mixer and get started and we will be back next week with more mass thank you so again stephanie so much for coming on oh thank you so much for having me for more about me bravo housewives pop culture and so much more Follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.